0: Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I'm joined here with Bethany Walmack
1: episode one. I'm so excited. We're here. We're doing this thing. We're excited to be here with you and share the news, events, personal connections from the pump and related equipment industries. Thanks for being here with us. Normally, Charlie, this is where I would ask you in the show how your week was. But since it's our first episode, I really thought it would be a great idea to explain who we are, why we started this podcast, and what the listeners can expect. So, who are we again? (laughs) Just kidding. You start, Charlie.
0: Well, I am the CEO and founder of Empowering Brands. It's a digital media marketing services company. And I started that back in 2011. And I think it's really crazy that it's going to be 10 years next year. And while doing that, I have a family at home. I have three beautiful children, two sons and a daughter, and my husband, who also works in our business. And I got into the industry. Let's see. So I started empowering pumps in two thousand eleven, but I was there working in the industry for eight years before that and just really fell in love with the industry and all of the pumps and equipment and the people behind that. And and I really just love that. I get to walk around trade shows and different facilities and see these workers who are very important to our daily lives. So that's why I continue to talk about empowering pumps and being the voice of the industry just allows me to highlight the essential workers out there in the field.
1: I think you described yourself to a T. When I imagine Charlie, I imagine you power walking around a trade show, just talking to engineers and operators and people that you just want to hear their story. So
0: Yeah, and I want to hear your story too, Bethany.
1: Well, my name is Bethany Womack. I'm the brand development manager at Empowering Brands working with Charlie. How I got into the industry was I started working for the Turbo Machinery Lab at Texas A&M, putting on the Turbo Machinery Pump Symposia, which is where I met Charlie in 2012. I didn't have an engineering degree, didn't understand anything about the pump industry and started the job. And two weeks later was at a trade show trying to promote this event. And I just sat down with a grad student and I said, tell me everything I need to know and got, you know, weeks worth of a crash course. And I have about 20 or 30 years to catch up. But really, I just fell in love with the people and Charlie and all these cool people that we get to meet. And one thing leads to another and life changes. And then now I'm working with Empowering Brands and I'm happy to be here. And I'm really excited to be doing this podcast. Oh, I should say, I have a cute little boy at home, a two-year-old boy. And so right now, since we're all at home all the time, I am really excited about this podcast because I get to talk to an adult. <laughs> so
0: Yes, and I w- love to have Bowen on sometimes because he's super awesome and he's adorable even through the this, uh, I guess, phone podcast. I don't know how you describe this, Bethany, but basically, he's cute and I love him. And yes, I met Bethany at the turbo show and and she brought me chocolate and I was in love with her forever so glad she's on my team now
1: note to anyone out there listening to the podcast now you know the way to Charlie's heart and to get on her team do a decent job at your job and bring her some chocolate
0: perfect yes so why did we start the podcast do we want to talk about that
1: I think it's now is an important time to do it so we can get people hooked right I mean, they're here at this point, so we need them to stay.
0: We've talked about our beautiful children and, and awesomeness, so let's talk about the podcast. So Empowering Pumps and Equipment is an information and connection hub for the pump and related equipment industries. And so it has been for the last nine years, and our mission is to connect, inform, and educate and transitioning and adding a, a platform like a podcast just helps us be able to connect and inform and educate the audience that you know we already know that likes us and trusts us. And it's the perfect extension of digital and print platforms to be able to connect the people that we meet out, the people that we see who are writing and, and doing great things out in the industry, and be able to connect them through a Another form of digital media. I think uh, this is really great. And I'm excited to be able to every week come out here and and host the Empowering Industry
1: Podcast. I agree. When I think of podcasts, I think of that commute to work or your drive-in or your run in the morning. And we want to be that for you every Monday. We'll be here. So what can you expect from the podcast? Trying to tie everything back into our mission of connecting, informing, and educating. We have three basic segments that we'll go through every week. First, we want to connect the industry. So so we'll be talking about social media, what the new trends are, and how it relates to the industry. Next, we want to inform the industry. And so we'll look at news and events that are coming up. And then lastly, we will educate the industry by bringing you an interview with an industry influencer
0: yeah and like you said we get to start each week with the podcast so look for us every Monday for the new show that we're gonna have so I'm excited about that part just every week getting to talk to the industry like this it's gonna be fun
1: agree you're stuck with us
0: yeah so let's get social
1: this segment is where we are going to talk to you about what's going on in social media if there's a new trend you're going to hear about it first We're also going to talk about maybe how that relates to the industry and how we could see it adapted in our industry. And I think there's no better person to talk to about this than the queen of social media. And I call her this because when I met Charlie in 2012, she was preaching Twitter to the masses where there was maybe two or three companies on Twitter at the time. So she's the queen. She's the queen of social media. So Charlie, what is new in social media?
0: Thank you, Bethany. I have been called the LinkedIn girl too. So I guess I was pushing both of those platforms when I started. But one thing that I've been doing lately is, is trying new things, you know, all types of digital media. And I've been seeing things come through my email systems like YouTube and TikToks from my kids. And so recently, We actually tried to do a TikTok video here at home. It started at home with me and my son. He's kind of my more tech engineering uh, kid. And he said that he wanted to do one. So I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. And totally out of my comfort zone, right? Dancing where the public can see me. Um, I wasn't dressed up. And so I just tried it out, right? And so I think that a lot of people are doing that. We will see a lot more people trying things when they're locked at home and trying to come up with ways to entertain their family.
1: That's Uh, true. Yes.
0: And so entertaining the family, we were down at the beach and we created this TikTok video following, I think it was JLo who was doing TikTok videos, kind of where you appear and then you disappear. Uh, But me and Andrew, we did ones that were more dancing and fun, but I think I've seen a lot of different influencers use TikTok to just show a different side of themselves, to show that we can be fun and silly sometimes and still be professional. I don't know how TikTok per se is going to transition into professional, but it does show you the real side of any thought leader. And so I think you should be there for our audiences and and really try to have fun with your family anytime you can combine work and family. And so this is a really cool way to do that. So dance or sing or, you know, just join in with some of these stay at home videos that we've seen.
1: So we've been seeing a lot of hashtag with me. So you're at home and you are cooking. So it'd be like, here I am cooking hashtag with me or doing TikTok with me.
0: Yes. And so a lot of the things the home offices have been showing up, you know, here's my home office, here's the cooking show. Uh, But, you know, be with me, I feel like we're with you right now. And, you know, we've recorded this kind of pre recorded this, but I'll feel like Monday morning, I'll be right there waiting on you to interact with it. So that's one thing.
1: Let me, let me just make sure I'm understanding TikTok. I don't have a teenager at home, so I don't have the app yet. But what I'm hearing you say is that it's kind of like fun. And it's one of those things you probably don't need to set up a business TikTok yet. But for your personal self, it's a fun tool to hang out with your kids and learn how it works in case, you know, someday it does happen to ter- transition to industry better.
0: Well, that's right. And I think people are using it to do some trainings or some fun projects. It's a way to capture someone's attention. It's a video form. You can add music, but you also can kind of pause and change things around and then push play. So it really helps you to edit and create crafty things and instructional videos, as well as like disappearing acts and fun magic tricks.
1: We could all, I think, benefit from using some of those creative juices right now just to liven up our day at home. Hashtag with me. Yeah,
0: I think you'll see a lot too in business, Bethany, with the online trainings that are happening. If we look at empowering pumps and equipment and what we, you know, do every day to educate the listener or reader, we're seeing a trend already towards webinars, online trainings and different video. Content and so podcasts for one. I know there's several podcasts that are starting up right now. It's just more time to to dedicate to creating and training others. And so um, I just wanted to point out that that's something in the business of what we do every day for pumps and equipment that you can still be training people. You don't have to be in a live setting, but you can use those tools and resources and create uh, educational piece. That I mean, even they can get credit hours as long as it's timed. And set amount where you can see whether they participated during the event, then you're going to be able to give people credit hours for that too.
1: I think that's a really good point. And it made me also think that this is something we should talk to individuals about as well. You might find yourself working from home now when you aren't used to doing that. You might have more time on your hands. This is a great time where instead of sitting around and um, watching Netflix, Yes. Instead of sitting around and watching Netflix, you could dedicate an hour a day that used to be your commute to doing some kind of training so that in the next month or two months or however long we're at home, we come out on the other side of this and you have a new skill, a new marketable skill for your personal brand that can also benefit your company as well.
0: You know, Bethany, it just made me think about something and how I created Empowering Pumps in a two-month span when I was at home with my two young children. And it just gives me hope for anyone who is trying to create something new, right? That you take this time and take these this opportunity and say, what would I have wanted to do? And I I didn't normally have time and, and knowing that your kids might be home with you, just take advantage of that and know that you can, because I built this company with my kids at home as well. So you can do it. So, uh, Bethany, tell us about the essential workers.
1: One of the cool hashtags we're seeing being used more frequently now is hashtag. We are essential and it's essentially see what I did there. Uh, (laughs) Uh, essentially a way for people to highlight jobs that have to happen every day. They have to go out and do, they cannot do from their house. So we're seeing a lot of people that work in water, a lot of water operators, they have to go in, hashtag we are essential. And it's a really nice movement to be able to see on social media where we're seeing pictures of these people doing their jobs. And basically they're there to do their jobs. They they have to do their jobs. They're there helping us as a society, making sure that we can get through this time period. And i I just thought that hashtag was really cool and very relevant to our industry. And I'm enjoying seeing more of it. So if you're out there doing a job, post some pictures and use that hashtag.
0: Yeah, make sure you mention us. Uh, if you want to get social with us, right, so we're getting social, uh, then you can find us on all the major platforms, just at Empowering Pumps. You can tweet us there. You can you know, join our groups. Uh, there's a LinkedIn group called Empowering Pumps and Equipment. And so make sure that you connect with us. And for the podcast specifically, use the hashtag empoweringindustrypodcast. We would love to hear from you and interact with you and get to know you if we don't already.
1: For sure. If you have social media questions or trends that you want us to talk about in our Let's Get Social section, make sure to tag us and use that hashtag so we can find it and address it in future podcasts. Okay. Okay.
0: In the news with Empowering Pumps and Equipment, we're going to talk first about our Industry Person of the Week.
1: I love Industry Person of the Week, but before we announce who it is this week, can you give us a brief, just some background on how that segment started in your digital platforms and what it's really all about?
0: Yes. So, the empowering pumps and equipment brand constantly is connecting with people out at trade shows or facilities and we meet some amazing people and i just wanted to be able to have a platform where i could showcase what they do really that personal story about how they got to where they are you know how did they get into the industry why do they stay here what do they love about their job and what type of advice would they give to some worker a new person coming in so what type of advice would they give to a professional coming in to the industry i love the industry person of the week online and how we showcase them in the magazine but i also love the opportunity with this podcast that's going to allow us to highlight them again uh, and maybe a little bit more frequently get to know people kind of get to hear their voice and, and get more than just a picture and some words, but that's what you get when you go to the website. You get to learn about why they're in the industry, you know, what's the cool things that they're working on, and then we get to share that with y'all every week.
1: So if you know of someone in the industry, I will include a link in the show notes for where you would go to submit them, to nominate them for Industry Person of the Week. Now, this week's Industry Person of the Week, I feel like I need a drum roll sound effect. is Daniel Farrell.
0: Daniel has a great story about getting started in his first job through the apprenticeship program. So a training program that a lot of different companies offer, but that's what led him into a career as an electrical reliability specialist. Uh, He talks about how he loves his job and how he loves to give people advice about asking questions and really reach out to anybody. Our industry is really great about being there to share their knowledge and pass it on to the next generation. So I really like that. About his story that kind of came in in the apprentice training program and then now he is also kind of giving and sharing uh, to a younger generation so I think that's really what's great about our industry they love to uh, help us grow and and really that professional development starts with asking questions
1: that element of training and collaboration over competition is something that's always really stood out to me in this industry and you see it so much at training events and now virtual training events where we're really seeing you know you're starting to see baby boomers retire out of of the industry and seeing new people come in. And so there's this big concerted effort to make sure we get training and we get all the knowledge out of the people that are about to retire. And I know that's something you're passionate about and having those people come in and do trainings and articles and all of those kind of things. So just, you know, something to definitely be thinking about and taking Daniel's advice and not being afraid to ask questions and finding people who can help because they're there for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think that that is one of our, we've highlighted this a couple of times. One of my favorite things is, you know, walking around the trade show and and getting to talk with someone who may be kind of shy at first, but when you start to talk to them about what they do or the products that they make, they light up and and come to life. And that's one of my favorite things. Um, And I think that this Section the uh, industry person of the week. We do, we're pushing people to get sa- outside of their comfort zone and to understand how important it is to be a role model. You have to be seen and heard, and, and that storytelling aspect is essential. So, talking about stories, we have you know several news stories that we'll share normally during this time, but right now I want to share an ad uh, from our newsletter. I think it's pretty relevant uh, from what we've seen in the news lately about all the flushable wipes that are costing our utilities thousands of dollars. So I just want to say, don't flush the wipes. They are That's just marketing. There are no flushable wipes. And so just don't do it. Just throw it out.
1: Can I also say, we all, all of us right now, we need to go and share this on our social media and to our families because I was talking about this with my husband in the show notes, and I was kind of going over it with him and all the things we were going to talk about. He had no idea. I mean, he doesn't work in the water industry. And I mentioned about flushable wipes aren't really flushable. And he's like, what? They say flushable. That's right. Like I said, just marketing. We might all know that because we're in this world, but there's lots of people that don't. So we can use our platform to help share that. It's the least we can do right now. That's
0: right. And it's it's not a new problem. We always have problems with these flushable wipes. And that's why these chopper pumps have been created. So um, I don't know if you've ever, well, I know most, a lot of you have been to Weftech and seen the Vaughn chopper pump chopping solids right on the show floor. This is a centrifugal pump that is, it's a unique ability for chopping all of the incoming solids prior to pumping. So thankfully, they can kind of make those pieces of wipes smaller before trying to pump them. And so I just thought it was a really great connection there with the ad that's in our newsletter every week.
1: And I also, Charlie, just found out that they are going to be hosting a webinar tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on Monday, April 20th, tomorrow, Von Chopper Pumps is going to be hosting a webinar titled Wipes. Designing the New Sewage Reality. I mean, what a great title. Come on. They're passionate about it, and so so should we. Basically, it's a 45-minute webinar with live Q&A at the end that will discuss how modern sewage problems require modern pumping systems to handle the new waves of wipes, trash, and other solids that bring havoc into treatment plants. So if you are wanting to visit that webinar, you can check out the show notes where we'll have a link to how you can access it.
0: So let's talk about our industry interview that we did.
1: I think it's safe to say that this segment of the show is really the heart of why we wanted to start this podcast, right? I would agree. Yes. Yes. The thing that sticks out about you to me, back from when we first met, and you've talked about it briefly on the show, when you are walking around a trade show and you are talking to people and their eyes light up about their pump, or their process that they work on. And to people who don't understand what they're working on it, it might not sound that exciting, but these people, it's their story. And they really understand why it's important. And so you have always been a wonderful storyteller and love to just share people's stories and why it's vital to this industry And so this next segment is an industry interview segment. Each week, we're going to have really fun people come on the show that can educate you about important topics. Charlie, why don't you introduce us to week one's interviewee? Yes, I love sharing people's stories. It's one of my favorite things to do
0: to meet somebody, to have dinner with them or or have a discussion at a trade show. And they give me a little bit of insight into their world. And so... Our first guest is one of my favorite stories. I was first introduced to Steve Hernandez in 2016 on Instagram. Yes, 2016, Instagram. There were people there.
1: And this is this is why we talk about TikTok on this show. So that five years from now, when you're telling us something cool you met on TikTok, we can we can say, like, oh, we were there because Charlie told us to be there.
0: That's right. And so when I met Steve through the platform called Waterwise Pro. I was just a follower and now he has over 6,000 followers. Can we just say how great that is? He is one of the greatest marketers in our sector. And when I talk about the water sector or the pumps and equipment sector, he is a leader in that space.
1: And it's really because he loves what he does, like he is passionate about it. And that comes across 100% on everything he posts to me. Absolutely. And I think
0: that, you know, I got to talk to him. So y'all get to hear that. Uh, but I told him, you know, one of my favorite parts about him is that he's encouraging and, and he just, he wants the industry to be better. And so one of the first things that he did for us was to write five tips for for a career in the water sector. And I mean, I just thought that was amazing for someone who is a director level that he's giving back and helping others you know, with their careers. And so, of course, I reached out to him and wanted him to write for us, but it took him a little while to do that because he has his own day job and he also is running this community. He's doing that, you know, after he gets off work, he goes into his community and answers questions and is there for them. And so one thing I will point out is that he started to be more interactive with us. And and we met at uh, the American Water Works Association's meeting. And I think once you meet someone that you've had a, a conversation with on social media, it, it seals the deal. And he then became our industry person of the year where I'm telling you that because he was special. He didn't just take the winnings for himself. He actually donated those winnings to his community. So he did a, a raffle type thing uh, where he gave back to his community with the winnings that he got for industry person of the year. And, and really, he won that because it was a voting process and his community came out and voted for him. And the reason why they do that and show their support to him is because he's passionate and dedicated to helping his network. uh, And he's always there for them. So I'm just so excited for y'all to get to know him like I have both on social media and in person. Uh, he'll be at, um, hopefully we'll have a a water event coming up later this year. um, And he'll be associated with that. And so you'll hear from him on the different trainings that he does and the different events that he will attend.
1: Well, I'm very excited. I'm sure you all are now as well. So without any more delay, here's your interview.
0: Well, welcome to the podcast, Steve.
2: Thanks, Charlie. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to chatting it up with you today.
0: Yeah. So I loved getting to see you kind of at events and different things. And I feel like I know a lot about your story, but could you tell the, the rest of the listeners about who you are and, and what you do?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I've, I've been in the industry almost 20 years now, and I started when I was about 18, 19 years old. As a summer hire, my dad worked in construction and kind of encouraged me to getting to a, a trade that was um, very secure and, and had a lot of perks and, you know, good benefits for future family if I if that wasn't my plans at the time. And and so that's what I did, got into the water industry. I had a couple uncles that worked in the water industry as well. And so they were kind of confirming everything my dad was encouraging me to do. And so when you get that, you know, that that level of support from family, it was it just seemed like it was the right thing to do, and um, and so yeah, so I got in the industry and, um, and just uh, started working on getting certification and learning as much as I could. I was always you know willing to take on more responsibilities, and which were ultimately more lessons and more more kind of tools to just uh, put away in my in my toolbox per se. Yeah, so I worked for an agency, the first agency I worked for for about five years, and then went to the neighboring agency for another three years. And these are both in Southern California, and my eldest son at the time was kind of experiencing asthma as a as an infant, and just looked for some uh, clean air county in uh, California, and it was uh, American Lung Association said that the place to be was Santa Cruz County, so I looked for a job in Santa Cruz County and and uh, and found one as a twenty eight year old uh, now applying for a supervisor job, so I relocated the family there, and so yeah, so. As an operator, I was taking on a lot of cool responsibilities and learning a lot of stuff. And, and now I was 28 years old and uh, as a supervisor, I was expected to take on more responsibilities and you know, requiring a, another set of skills that, that I hadn't had the opportunity to develop at that time. So, so now I'm, I find myself you know, 12 years into being in the management and I'm still developing you know skills as a manager and as an operator. And it's, uh, it's been a great journey. In the industry.
0: Yeah. So tell us, um, do you have to have any type of I mean, I guess you do definitely from your training that you do. And, you know, it surprised me, Steve. I thought I knew everything about you, but then I saw on your bio that you've trained over three thousand people now. So tell us about your WaterWise Pro training, what that is and, and what does it mean to you?
2: Yeah. So, so about four years ago, I, uh, I started an Instagram. I, I, the, the goal for the Instagram was to create a place where I can uh, bring some operators together and and learn some stuff from each other. But not only that, but for more selfish reasons, was just like sharpen my own skills and start blogging about this water stuff. So I'd pick a topic and, you know, research it and, you know, do a little blog on, or a post on, on Instagram about it and get feedback from people. And, and so I was kind of sharpening my skills with that, but I always wanted to teach classes but i was just kind of at a point where i needed to grow the skills
0: yeah public speaking is hard steve uh, yeah. <laughs> we all, it, it's hard for everyone and you know we know that you've got to just practice and practice and and build that confidence within ourselves so you know you took to instagram and and man did you make some relationships i think it's over 6000 you know followers now that you have and you know what do you think is the you know, why do people follow you, Steve? I've been trying to get people to follow me for years.
2: Um, (laughs) it's funny you say that. No, I think a lot of it just has to do is building uh, is, is uh, building the relationship, you know, for every, uh, the, every one of those 6,000 followers that that I have there, all it is, is basically creating relationships. So I take the time to, you know, know, thank uh, each and every one of them for uh, following the page. And if there's anything I can do to, to help out in their, their journey in this industry, or, you know, answer questions, if they're troubleshooting out in the field or, you know, curious to what to wear out in the, uh, at, at the next interview, <laughs> I answer a lot of those questions. So uh, building the relationship with not so much followers, but colleagues is, you know, I like to say, cause um, they're all water professionals. So we're just all kind of communicating in the same pl- same spot and that's on at WaterWise Pro.
0: Yeah. You know, Steve, I met you on Instagram through kind of empowering pumps following you. I went back to look to see what that was. I think it was 2016. And that didn't make it quite real until you meet someone in person. So I think we did that at a ACE AOA show not long ago. And, you know, it just if you can connect with somebody along, online and in person, it makes all the difference.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very active in the, um, you know, our conferences, uh, especially the, the American Water Works Association conferences and our section conferences, very active, you know, shaking hands, passing out cards, just introducing myself as someone that, you know, can help out in, you know, everyone's, you know, position or, um, you know, just try to be Someone that the people can look to for advice or help or assistance, uh, any kind of support I can give is is um, is all I want to try to do to 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 help others out.
0: Well, you know it brings me to you know something I've been thinking about you know recently we're we're kind of homebound uh, a lot of us because we're not essential workers and but you are in that category of an essential worker. you know what what does that make you feel like or you know what do you think about being called an essential worker?
2: You know, when we uh, when, when we sign up for you know working as a you know public servant in the uh, or public sector, you don't really think about that, you know. And and it's not until you know massive flooding or some kind of a major event that occurs, you know, California has been faced with a lot of fires and, and flooding and earthquakes in the past, and and so we really don't think about that when we when we uh, get hired on because we really don't understand all that's involved in working for a public uh, agency. And so in a time like, uh, you know, this COVID-19 pandemic, we are being asked to come into work and, and work, you know, countless hours or, or just continue to keep the train moving during all of this. And it, it, it definitely shines a light on, on how important the, our roles are as water uh, professionals for, for our agencies.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, you know, I, Take it on as a personal responsibility to shine the light on, on you and the industry of water for sure. Uh, we couldn't do anything without water, and you know the importance of pumps and equipment and and who makes those, who runs those. It's it's how we live every single day, and people take that for granted. So just want to you know tell you thank you, and we will continue to highlight uh, water operators in the same. So. What, what are you working on, Steve? I know you must be working on something new. Every time I talk to you, you are, you've are you got something else that you're working on to build the industry up. Anything you want to share with us?
2: Yeah, no, we've been uh, been pretty busy doing uh, operator certification courses or prep courses. A lot of uh, what I do um, is, obviously, I have my full-time job as a water division manager, but I take a lot of my own time, personal time, to do classes and that's uh, water distribution grade one through five, and uh, treatment grade one through five uh, in the state of California. And uh, I've done classes in a couple other states as well, and looking to do a couple more this year if uh, if everything all goes well with this uh, this pandemic that we're dealing with right now. But um, right now, what I'm getting ready to do is launch the Waterwise Pro app, and what that is is going to be an operator calculator. I'm really excited for that. And so we have been working on it for the last four months, but it's always been something that I felt that uh, would be really useful as an operator working in the field to be able to confirm our, our work that we do at the treatment plan or just at a pump station. And and what it also is, is going to be too is a study guide or study kind of aid for those that are preparing for their, their exams. And, and um, I'm a, I'm a, a big supporter of, you know, furthering your education and getting higher certifications so that you can be more knowledgeable, provide more, you know, more service, stronger service to your industry, to your agency, and uh, ultimately to your own self and your family.
0: So Steve, you called it the WaterWise Pro. Tell me a little bit about what, what does that mean to you?
2: Uh, oh, to be a waterwise pro, is that what the question is?
0: Yeah. What is a waterwise pro?
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh for me, I was trying to think of like a, a name for this, you know, this Instagram page when I first kind of came up with it. And Waterwise Pro is just kind of like uh we have to be water smart professionals, and that could be in any aspect of the industry, whether it be water treatment, water quality, water distribution, construction related stuff to our industry. And so Waterwise Pro is is someone that is conscious of their responsibilities, knows what their role is, puts public health first. Next to that, safety of, of themselves and their coworkers, and is just uh, ultimately just willing to do whatever it takes to provide the ultimate service to community and their agency, and continue to grow throughout their career. So that that to me is a, a Waterwise Pro.
0: Thanks, Steve. I see it every time I go to one of your pages or see you out and about how much you support this industry. Uh, One of the things I always love to hear you say is level up. And I think that that means a lot to different people. But, you know, I know that you're trying to help these operators get to that next level. You know, what does level up mean?
2: Uh, Yeah, just, uh, you know, like uh, I've said it before, you know, cert up to level up and um you know wh- what that means is just basically continue to take classes continue to apply yourself take on more responsibilities even if the the company's not asking for you to do any of that take initiative to to grow in your career and it's kind of funny like i got a phone call a couple months ago and and uh, it was somebody that was doing a recruitment for their position that they were trying to fill and they said that they had interviewed like seven people and four of the people that came in for the interview said that they wanted to level up in <laughs> in, in their professional life, and that's why they're applying for their agency. And uh, at the end of the day, one of the guys was like, "What the heck is this level up stuff?" And he knew what where it was coming from, and I think he was he he felt that it was coming from uh, one of my own podcasts uh, where I talked about leveling up. And it just, what it just means is just being more professional, being, you know, more educated, more skilled and in, in an effort to be better, you know, personally and professionally.
0: Yeah, Stephen, what it means that I... I can hear is you're an influencer, you're influencing these people that are following you and work, you know, in every way. I know I've told you several times, I can just call you and like, I feel better immediately. It's just like, okay, this vibe of inspiration and encouragement. And I know you're doing that to to the masses. So thank you for, for doing that. I know it's hard to, to do and stay active online kind of constantly, but we appreciate it. Is there anything else you kind of want to touch on or, or highlight?
2: Uh, no, yeah, but I do. I do want to go back to that. The, you know, the 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 great comment you just shared right now about the my positivity or encouragement that I'm giving everybody like that 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 wasn't always there, Charlie. To be honest, I, I have had some rough patches in my life and inconsistencies, and I had to learn the hard way. And um, I was, was alone for quite a while. <laughs> so to me, by encouraging other people, building relationships, to me, I, I think that if you take care of others, then you you yourself will always be taken care of. So, so with that, I just always try to give people the tools that, you know, I needed, you know, at a, at a younger age. And, um, and I think that's just kind of come with my life experiences. So, uh, I don't want to paint this picture. Like I've, you know, I've got all my stuff together or I've always been this, you know, this positive person, or, uh, I definitely have my, my, my share of, you know, falls and, and challenges that I've, I've faced uh, in life, but, um, definitely, uh, Being on both sides of the coin, I I understand that, you know, encouragement, uh, positive relationships, just overall uh, optimism and, and, you know, positivity is just a great, a great thing to share and and into practice. So I just want to say that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. I think that, you know, we're not perfect and we're not, you know, always having a great day and it's nice to be able to share that realness uh, as well. Like things are hard. I mean, it's hard right now, uh, especially being an extrovert, you know, sitting at home. And uh, I really am thankful for our networks, right, that we can reach out and and either have a video call or do a podcast like this. So thanks for being there, Steve. And uh, thanks for, you know, being on our podcast, being our first interview. It's a lot of fun. And so hopefully we'll you'll know, be able to have you on again too. So keep up the great work and yeah.
2: You too Charlie and thanks for getting me out of my shell you know this is uh, uh, I haven't done too many of these so I really appreciate you uh, uh, always encouraging me and you know I'd like to think that I'm, I'm I'm usually the positive person in the group but when it comes to to you I, I can't compete so <laughs> I, I,
0: really, I really
2: appreciate you and what you do and uh, all the support that you give our, our great industry so thank you thanks
0: Steve appreciate it
2: All right thanks.
1: Carly, thank you so much for arranging that interview. It's always really awesome to hear the WaterWise Pro Talk. And I call him that. It's very hard for me to wrap my mind around Steve as the person because he's built this community and it's just, it's great to hear him and him talk about his passion for the industry. So thank you for bringing, bringing him to us. If you want to hear someone specific on the podcast or you have a great story to tell, send us those names on Twitter at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag, hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast or via email at podcast at So I guess that brings us to the end of the show.
0: I think it was awesome. I think you're awesome. And I think uh, our community is awesome. So I look forward to hearing from them.
1: And please do us a favor and subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes first so you can hear us every Monday and we will be with you on your commute. But then also to help us, that's how we get the word out. That's how more people find the show so we can just continue to build this community.
0: Yeah. And we can always see when you connect with us and what you do. So make sure that you connect with us on Empowering Pumps and use the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast, as well as email us at podcast at
1: empoweringpumps.com. We will be back next Monday with a new episode. So until then, be empowering. Tell me what your TikTok video was. How many views did you get uh, on your TikTok? Oh
0: video? man, I didn't look to see how many views. Now, if Andrew was here, he would be able to tell us immediately because he counts the views. Um, I want to
1: guess, five. like you know, five. <laughs> I was gonna say between over fifteen under thirty was my guess. <laughs> That's pretty
0: good. That's pretty good guess. Let me. I'm gonna pull it up now. Now I'm curious. And so. I had to figure out how to log back in on TikTok. Oh, it's not as much as JLo's TikTok, which we forgot to talk about. Here she is. Da da da. Yep. So hey, we have man, twenty-nine hearts.
1: Hey, it parts. was like right
0: on, right on, and it was so we rocked with it. It was called Chrome. Why is everything Chrome? We it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was hilarious.